Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast. It's Ed Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're doing another of our team previews this time around. It's the Trent Rockets women. A side, Charlie, that was so utterly dominated by four or five players last year that at certain games they literally had three specialist fielders. The balance of this side was completely off and that's why they didn't have any success last year. Really, this time round, they're going to be wanting to really unlock the domestic talent they have and have a more balanced side. That's nearly key to their 2022 season. Yeah, it is. Last season didn't really work for them. Like you say, the balance just wasn't really struck at any point. There were quite a few spare players in the majority of the games. That's not ever going to be a winning strategy. This season, they made some canny recruitments and our side on paper looks like it has considerably more batting depth and maybe some more role clarity, which is something that's going to really help them this season. So first impressions, more positive than last year. Absolutely. And just to contextualise how difficult last year was for them, the bowlers who bowled the most overs for them, Catherine Brunt, Sammy Joe Johnson, Sarah Glenn and Nat Siver, all batted in the top six last year. You consistently had players batting at nine or ten and not bowling. You had spare parts and there was all this pressure on their big guns to deliver and it really didn't work. I mean, specifically one of the issues that Catherine Brunt was just batting way too high in the order. It just was not working for them. This year, they're making some changes. We'll get on to the star names that have come in this year in a moment. But I think it's important to first mention Bryony Smith. She's going to come in at the top of the order. Played really well in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year for the Southeast Stars. Been in the kind of 2020 international squads for England. She's going to be key, Charlie, because what they could really do with is a domestic, non-international contributor in this side. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you can't afford to be so reliant on your overseas guns and that couple of England internationals. You need some domestic players. You need that domestic core. If you look at all of the best T20 franchise teams in history, basically, the majority of them are all built on a really strong domestic core. Signing a player, Bryony Smith quality, is a huge step in the right direction there. I think that's a very good move for them. I really do think it is. And I think she's going to offer a lot. And it's nice to have that domestic player at the top of the order who can hopefully kind of take away a bit of the pressure from the likes of Nat Siver and Catherine Brunt. What's also interesting about this lineup, and we'll get into the bang depth they've added later, is that they've upgraded overseas-wise. Rachel Priest, Sammy Joe Johnson, really fun players. They've brought in Meg Lanning, one of the great players of all time, and Mignon Dupria. Those two are very established international stars, Charlie. Again, I think their consistency and their ability to score big runs is going to take a lot of pressure off Nat Siver and Catherine Brunt, who again had all of the pressure on them last year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Meg Lanning isn't called a mega star for nothing, right? You know, that's a really gun signing for them. Mignon Dupree is the one that I wasn't really expecting. Obviously, she was at Manchester Originals last season, made the move down slightly further south to Trent Rockets. I didn't necessarily see that one coming, but it's a move that I think makes perfect sense. We've got a slot in at number four here in our perspective lineup. I just think that adds so much depth to them. You look at last season, that was, you know, Catherine Brunt's role at the time. And that probably shouldn't really have been happening. You know, Brunt's a very useful low-order hitter, but that's not her role. Suddenly this year, you got Mignon Dupree there, and you're feeling much more confident about that depth you have below. So, yeah, really good pick up there. 
we always talk about entry points for pace hitters. Specifically, we've been talking for the Manchester Originals men's side. We want Jamie Overton and Andre Russell to come in at the right time for them so they can hit at the back end. I feel like Catherine Brunt's the same kind of player. A good batter, but you want her coming in with, say, 25 deliveries, 20 deliveries left, rather than 50 deliveries left. Mignon Dupri only struck around 100 last year. She needs to improve that. But I think Catherine Brunt coming in at five or six rather than four is really important for this side. And when you have Brandon Smith, Meg Landing, Nat Siver, Mignon Dupria, a really good top four, that just means that the players down the order can play with a lot more freedom. A moment to touch on Nat Siver, Charlie. Obviously struggled with the ball last year, going at 1.61 runs per ball. Really, really difficult tournament with her. She was the leading run scorer for them last year, though. Average of 31, strike of 136. I mean, she's just taking her game to the next level year after year. I mean, that innings in the World Cup final should have been remembered for years. It was utterly fantastic. I do hope people kind of remember it in the context of England losing the final. But the fact that they're going to have more bowling options, which we'll get onto in a moment, more depth of the bat, more real batting options, I just hope that can really unlock the real Nat Siver and just take that pressure off for a little bit. Yeah, and I think the signings they've made will absolutely help there. I'm not really concerned about that, to be honest. I feel like, Nat Sarah's a player of proven quality in class. And as you say, the bowling didn't quite go the way she would have wanted it to last season. But, you know, that happens to the very best players occasionally. You know, it happens to everyone. Not everyone could be in the best form all the time. I think this season she's going to come good. She's going to be brilliant because she's Nat Sarah. Of course she is. So we've talked about Bryony Smith, Meg Lanning, Minion Priya coming, some proper batters just to solidify that top order, move Catherine Brunt down to hit the pressure off Nat Siver. Then at the back end, you have some players who can contribute. Marie Kelly, we have cards coming at six, striker of 150 in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year. You know, a really exciting talent there. Just an instigator at the back of an innings, which can be really important. Nice to have one of your domestic players as well. It's kind of a rare skill set. Sarah Glenn as well, obviously more known for her leg breaks, can give the ball a whack. I think she works at seven. And Abby Freeborn as well. Cards are coming at eight, the third highest run score in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year. There's just depth there. And from last season where they depended on four players, now they have a solidified top order and some depth, Charlie. I think it's just going to help them no end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it will allow them to, as you said earlier, try and find the right entry points to players. Marie Kelly, for example, was been typically batting a top order this season, would not be surprised at all if she were to slide up to slightly delay the entry points of Brunt and Glenn to hit the pace at the end. Maybe potentially some of Abby Freeborn as well. You know, you have the flexibility there. And I think that is a huge boost to them because last year they just did not have that option even if they wanted to take it. Now they do. And if they're clever with it, then they have potentially a very nice, fluid, flexible batting lineup that looks significantly stronger than last season's. And then with the bowling as well, I just think it looks about a more balanced attack. We know what Catherine Brunt can do. She's going to take the new ball. She's going to swing it at a high pace. She's going to be that wicket taker. That experience is going to be really key for them. But I just think that they've also brought in some interesting options. And I specifically kind of want to focus on that spin attack. Obviously, we've got Brunt and Siver there. That works nicely. But what they've got in Sarah Glenn and Alana King is two international standard leg spinners. Uh, Sarah Glenn, obviously, in and around the England side. And then you've got Alana King, who's a World Cup winner of Australia. Two gun leg spinners is such an important thing to have in a 100 or any T20 side. It could be an absolute trump card for them. Yeah, absolutely. Most times you would say one leg spinner of top quality is pretty much the bare minimum you would say you want to be 
a competitive T20 side or, you know, a high quality mystery spin or whatever. To have two in the same team is a really big coup for them. Sarah Glenn, obviously, is England's legs been a brilliant cricketer, very good at what she does. But Lana King is also a very good overseas pickup, been so good at the Big Bash for a long time now, really good operator for Australia too. That's a really strong pair of leg spinners there. It is. And then I, what I also think is nice is you have, okay, you have Catherine Brunt, Gun Seamer, two Gun Leggies, you have Nat Siver. What you also can do is back that up with a little bit of domestic quality. Emma Marlowe specifically has been really good this year. The off spinner, six wickets at 17. Economy we're at just over four in the Rachel Hayho Flint Trophy. So, really interesting domestic option there. Obviously, we'll see how she deals with the step up in standard to the 100, but that is something to use. Bryony Smith can also bolster some off spin so you've got a diverse spin attack there and Alexa Stonehouse as well the left on medium pacer she comes into this side for us over Catherine Bryce just to add another bowling option that's what I really like about the way we've balanced the side Charlie lots of bowling options lots of batting options it just feels like they're going to use their resources correctly and if you use all 11 players rather than using five or six ultimately you're going to get the better results yeah, for sure. I'm looking at the squad that we put together here and I can see a clear role for pretty much every player here. And I think that's such a vast improvement on last year where I saw roles for half of the starting lineup and the other half were just kind of there, really, not really contributing much in either discipline. I think here you have more batting depth, more bowling depth, and you have a team that's versatile, it's flexible. You can change the batting order depending on the situation. You can change the exact balance of the team if you want to, depending on which ground you're playing at or what the conditions are, that kind of thing. You know, bring an extra bat if you want to, bring an extra seamer instead of the extra spinner. You can kind of afford to have that flexibility now, knowing that the core of your team is locked in. And that, I think, is a really good place to be in a T20 team. In terms of our one to watch, it's going to be Marie Kelly. We mentioned that they really need some domestic batting depth. That strike rate of 150 in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, that ability to add some impetus in the middle order alongside Catherine Brunson and Sarah Glenn's can be really important. If that dynamic top four can put on the runs and then those guys can take games away from you, that's going to be very exciting. So Marie Kelly absolutely is our one to watch. And I think her skill set can be absolutely key for a hundred side. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, she's been in brilliant nick this summer in the Charlotte Edwards Cup in particular. Strike keep 150. It's a brilliant strike rate. Really good lick. Um, look, I, I think it's not that often that you can be in a situation where you can have a player of that quality. You've kind of carded them lower than you might want to. You know what I mean? Like having her at six, I think, is a real boon just because last year she'd be right at the top of the order. This year you've got so much more batting that perhaps she's coming in at five or six is in itself a sign of the depth that you've added but when Ms. Bryce she slides up the order she is a really high quality player and I'm excited to see how she gets on in this team I think she's a great addition and if she continues her form then you're in for a treat if you're a Trent Rockets fan Sarah Glenn's going to be our fantasy pick. I think if you're looking for an all-rounder who can contribute the ball, obviously gun leg spinner, wicket taker, not going to go for many runs. She's a gun there. And then she can also hit with the bat. And if you're looking for an all-rounder, I think she's got loads of qualities that you would want. Absolutely fabulous player. There's lots of options to take, though. And I think those kind of top-order players like Siver, um, like Meg Lanning, who can kind of focus on scoring a lot of runs without 
the pressure of having no batting depth behind them, I think they could be good picks as well. Trent Rockets in 2022, star power at the top, loads of exciting batting and bowling options. This year, they should get the most out of their 11 rather than their four or five stars. Will that be enough to take them to the title? We'll have to find out. If you want to check out more of our team previews, we're doing one for every single men and women's side. Check out our feed and keep up to date with everything going on with the podcast at Podcast 100 on Twitter. For now, though, thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time. 